Hey, I'm Rachel. And I'm Tiffany. And we like to celebrate the many mom badges we as moms earn every day. So if you're hiding from your kids like we are, you're in the right spot. Welcome to Mom Badge Podcast. Today we are earning the allergy badge. We here at Mom Badge Podcast are not doctors. And today we are going to be talking about peanut allergies. And the information that we share today is of an informative nature only. So if you have a different opinion or you've heard something else from a doctor, please use what the doctor says first. Our opinion should be used only as such. And if you feel that it's trash, just wrap it up in that dirty diaper and throw it away like the rest of us do. So with that, please enjoy part one of Nut Allergies. Rachel and I both know something about allergies. Rachel has one, or is it a couple? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> my daughter has one. But today we're gonna talk with an amazing mom whose child has a nut allergy, and her name is Wendy. So Wendy is Rachel's younger sister. She has three adorable kids, ages six to one. She's amazing and creative and super smart. And she currently uses her elementary education degree to teach English to kids in China. And last year, her son started his school journey, and she had to navigate through the school system to find the best option to keep her oldest son safe with his nut allergy. Rachel and I are super excited to introduce you to one of our favorite moms of all time, Wendy. Hey, Wendy. Hey, hey. <laughs> welcome, welcome. We're so glad to have you. We're so happy. So we, we're so happy to have you because we just want to help other moms out there to kind of help them navigate like the new school system, especially if they've got these little babies with these severe allergies, you know, yeah, and kind of right. what questions they can do and how they can navigate the world. Because I mean, really, like even I'm an adult. You know, and there are times where I've asked people specifically if there's something in their food and they're like, no, 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 it's all good. And then I eat it and they're like, oh, yeah, there's milk. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, if I was a kid, you know, it's different. So it's really, mm -hmm. really hard, um, especially for these babies. We want to protect our kids, you know. Uh -huh. Oh, for yeah. sure. And I, I know that it's been hard with my child, but I, it's not to the degree. And so I can't even fathom how you navigate that world. So I'm really excited to get into your mind a little mm -hmm. bit. We're, we're ready to pick your brain. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, thank you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, Wendy, to, to break the ice with our listeners, Rachel and I thought we would challenge you to a game of this All or right. that. Are you ready? Okay. Okay, so, Wendy, you've got to answer... As many questions as you can. Quickly. As fast as you seconds. can. 90 okay. seconds. And then you'll go on our leaderboard as the winner and the loser because you are our first yeah. guest. On first. Okay. Number on one. Podcast. We are actually super privileged to have you here. Uh, let me yeah, just say, we feel we're very excited. Privileged. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Are, are you ready? Okay. I think so. Jogging or hiking? Hiking. Bath or shower? Shower. Sneakers or sandals? Sandals. Glasses or contacts? Glasses. Hamburger or taco? Mm, hamburger. Couch or recliner? Couch. Online shopping or shopping in a store? 
Online. Would you rather receive an email or a letter? Letter. Passenger or driver? Passenger. Tablet or computer? Uh, computer. Most important in a partner, intelligent or funny? Um, uh, intelligent. Car or truck? Truck. Blue or red? Blue. Money or free time? Free time. Amusement park or a day at the beach? Uh, beach. At the movie, candy or popcorn? Candy. Pen or pencil? Pencil. Toilet paper, over or under? Over. Cups in the cupboard, right side up or right side down? Upside down. down. Pancake or waffle? Waffle. Coke or Pepsi? Coke! Coffee cup or thermos? <laughs> thermos. Blinds or curtain? <laughs> uh, blinds. Train or phone? Train? Train or plane? Train. Oh. <laughs> phone or tablet? <laughs> phone. Okay, stop. <laughs> okay, so you got to 45. Uh, all right, Wendy. So we've got some questions that we want to ask you um, just to kind of help people navigate, you know, that allergy world. All yeah. right. Especially for these little kids. So... I have a question. Was it a surprise when your child was diagnosed with a peanut allergy? So when he he got diagnosed when he was probably like 20 months old, oh, 22 okay. months old. So just before wow. two. Yeah, yeah, just before two. And I kind of knew before then because when I would give him things with peanuts, he would just start like breaking out in this rash like around oh. his mouth, like where it touched him. It was like a contact allergy. Oh. But like the real kicker was, like, I didn't give it to him for a while. And so then I just thought, oh, I think he's grown out of it. Like, I, th I think he's fine. Mm -hmm. And so I gave him a peanut butter sandwich and he happened to like get it on his hand and then he rubbed it in his eye and oh. his whole face swelled up. And so oh. it freaked me out because I was like, I don't know what's going on, you know, and he's my first kid. Yeah. So it yeah. wasn't like a surprise when they diagnosed it because I kind of knew there had been signs, but mm -hmm. nobody else in the family has this allergy. Yeah. So wow. it's mm -hmm. not something that's been like a hereditary thing. And I don't Interesting. even know anything like, and nobody's ever been able to tell me like what caused it. There's Interesting. some, like, theories, and there's, you know, some research put into it, but nobody's ever really been able to say why. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so what is, what's your biggest challenge that you're facing right now with it? So right now, so he's six. It was a lot harder when he was a toddler, and we would go to, like, play dates and things like that because... You know, it sounds really neurotic, but I had to kind of just watch him the whole time. You know, yeah. especially if we were, like, at the park with friends and someone would bring, like, a peanut butter sandwich. Like, that kind of thing made me super nervous because then, like, I don't know if you've ever seen a toddler eat. You know, you have. <laughs> like, yeah. they get it all yeah. over themselves. And so then when they touch my kid, like... Mm -hmm. That was something that really freaked me out. But now we don't have that issue as much. I mean, we do a little bit. But I think the biggest challenge is just is 
that like when you do class parties or going to school and birthday uh-huh. parties and those kinds uh-huh. of things because I'm not in control and I can't mm-hmm. see what's going on. So I think like a big thing with that is just that I have to train whoever he's going to be around how to deal with the allergy. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I mean, what six-year-old can give themselves an right. EpiPen? They, yeah. Well, they can't and they shouldn't be expected yeah. to do that they shouldn't yeah I also wanted to say like before we like delve into more things that like these are the things that I have found out and they're my perspective on it and mm-hmm. what my allergist has told me to do they may not be what somebody else's allergist tells them to do sure and it's just what works for me and my family mm-hmm. so I don't you know. thing is is it's just like everything in life Kids mm-hmm. and he, adults, everybody relax, acts differently and has to do different things right. for right. their yes. thing. This is so just this is what's what worked works for, for you. us. And like, mm-hmm. this is what we do. It may not work for somebody else that has it more severely than my son does. Yeah. So back to the biggest challenge. I train everybody how to deal with it. Um, and I think that helps at least my peace of mind when he does go somewhere where mm-hmm. I'm not going to be because then I know at least, like, I explain to them what what's going to happen. And I always make sure, I mean, at school, of course, we have an EpiPen at school. If he's going to be somewhere like a birthday party or a play date, I leave the EpiPen with them, and I train them how to use that. Because mm-hmm. if something were to happen, that's something that needs to be used immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, they can't yes. wait for you to come. They can't wait for me to come. I appre- I actually, as a parent, and as, you know, I've babysat your son before, I appreciate it just so that I know if a situation happens that I have a right-away action plan. What were some of your hurdles, Wendy, when you started to enroll W into school? We were thinking of moving around the time that we were, like, starting to enroll in schools. Okay. And so we're kind of trying to decide, like, where we're going to be. Still kind of close to where we were before, but just kind of figuring out, like, which school district or which um, charter school we were thinking of. And so the thought just occurred to me one day, like, well what are they going to do for peanut allergies? Like, and I'm so glad that I had that thought because then I just started calling and asking and it was like kind of alarming to me, like what some schools do and what some schools don't do. Oh, what are some of the red flags? So some of the red flags I saw, like (laughs) I remember this one school district, I called them and asked I think it was, like, the person that's the health services Uh of the school district. Uh And I really appreciated her because she was like, I'm just going to be honest with you. We do not have peanut-free classrooms, and we do not have an on-site nurse at every school. And so that to me was a big red flag. I mean, it may not bother some people, Mm -hmm. but, like, my bare minimum that they need to have at a school is to have a peanut-free room. And I totally understand that it's kind of like a little bit of a false sense of security because um, kids can still bring in like their peanut butter sandwich from their lunch. Mm -hmm. And I don't really expect there to be no peanuts in the room. But what I do expect is that they're going to be 
cleaning up and watching for those things and there's not going to be like open things of peanut butter you know that's oh so there's more awareness right there's more awareness behind it and so I feel like that's how it is when they say that they have peanut free classrooms and at least the Mm -hmm. teachers are trained to not have peanut butter or you know Mm -hmm. peanut candy in the classroom so at least it eliminates those things so then the same school district was like, we really can't say to parents, like, we don't have the right to say what they can and can't bring into a classroom. And I mm-hmm. get that. But yeah. at the same time, like, it's a deadly allergen, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. I have to put my kid in a situation where they're going to be protecting him. And so if they're not going to be doing that, then I'm not interested in coming mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. I like your perspective because you have taught and you have been in a classroom right. before. And so I think that's but appeal like why I wanted to interview you on the subject because you've been on both sides well, of it. Well, and it's funny too because so my district and it was probably just where I was at, but I didn't have any training on how to deal with peanut allergies. And so I think that's something to really be aware of that you as a parent need to train that teacher and not expect them to have that training because my classroom was technically a peanut free room, mm-hmm. but they didn't tell me how to deal with that, you know? Yeah. Wow. And so, so I think it's really important for those parents of those kids to just say, Hey, this is what's going on. And this is how we're going, you know, this is how you're going to deal with it with my kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you are with my kid for eight hours. Right. They're there eight hours a day. Mm -hmm. And you need to know that your kid is safe. Yes. Yes. I think you totally hit on it, Wendy, that you need to be the educator. Right. And it's it's such a difficult position to be in. Mm -hmm. Because different schools do different things. And so you Mm -hmm. have to educate that teacher on how to deal with it. And mm-hmm. and to not be afraid of that. I think also something that could be said, if you find that you have a teacher that is not receptive to learning, you can pull your kid from that classroom. Yes, you know? he has to be in a different class for and sure. They can definitely be in a different class. Yeah, be an advocate for your kid, you know. Right. Because there, there are people like that. I'm not going to say teachers. I'm just going to say people. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually thinking back to when I worked at a school during the lunchtime. And I worked there for two years before I was trained how to use an EpiPen. Yeah. Yeah. And it was because one mom came in and was like, what do you mean people don't know how to use an EpiPen? She's like, sometimes what if the nurse can't get here in time? Yeah. Right. And so th- because of one mom, she kind of had the nurses teach us how to use the EpiPen if we were on lunch duty. And I mean, I'm really glad she did because I didn't even know there was a peanut allergy. We had a peanut free table, mm-hmm. but anybody could sit there without peanuts. So I didn't know mm-hmm. if any of them had allergies or not. I am really appreciative of that mom who came in and was like, these people need to know what to do because it's an instantaneous reaction. It's not a let's wait and see moment. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, yes. And so that's why I was like, 
I need to have a school nurse on staff every day. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know some people, you know, well, might feel else? comfortable without that, but like mm-hmm. he needs to be able to, like, if he's having that reaction, he has to go to the nurse and the nurse needs to be able to administer it. And if there's not a school nurse there, then who's mm-hmm. doing it? You know, I mean, I feel you're really lucky, though, Wendy, because where you're at, you guys have so much school choice. We do. You know, and like where we're at, I mean, where you go to school, I mean, where you live, that's the school you have to go to, Uh you know, so, I mean, we don't get as much freedom as that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in those situations, I would just be really training your teachers. If you're in a situation Mm -hmm. where you can't, you can't choose where you're at. Mm-hmm. then I would just make sure the teacher knows and anybody who's like working with your kid. Even the aide in the classroom or yeah, yeah, anyone. Yeah. Have you, because there is a specific plan that you can do, it's called a 504. Were you thinking about doing that for W at all? Because I know they do that for kids with like diabetes and stuff like that. I think if I had gotten more pushback, from mm-hmm. the school than I probably would have. But when he went to kindergarten, his classroom was right across from where the nurse was. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. When he went to kindergarten, I actually asked the questions of, like, what are they going to be doing for snack time? And do you have, you know, I asked them if they had peanut-free classrooms, but they don't do snack time. And so, because he was only there, he was there half day. So I actually felt more comfortable with that because it was less opportunity for him to get exposure. But, it, you know, if if I lived in a place where they weren't going to be working with my kid, then I definitely would get that 504 plan um, mm-hmm. because then they have to adhere to it by law. So just so you guys know, our listeners know, a 504 plan is the U.S. Rehabilitation Act of 1973. It's designed to help parents of students with physical and mental, and this includes food allergies, impairments in public schools or even uh, publicly funded private schools to work with educators to design a custom education plan. So why Wendy would need a 504 plan is so that there is a plan in action in case her son had a reaction. Yeah. I only say that just because of these parents that do not have the school choice, mm-hmm, you know, right. because yeah. definitely where we're at, the school nurse is only at the school half day at the primary school. And then at the elementary school, she's only there half day. If you have a school that's giving you kickback on it, you, you go ahead and you get that 504. You it's can call the district. To help you. The district mm-hmm. supervisor will be there. If you guys want to send me a personal email, I will help you in any way possible because she's an expert. (laughs) I'm not an expert, but I can put you in touch with somebody who can help you. You know, there's um, also parent advocates for your district. Mm -hmm. Every district has one. My child went to elementary school where there was a nurse one day a week. Oh, they didn't have a medical assistant or anything Mm -hmm. like that. And that has since changed. See, I wonder how they're going to do that with COVID. Okay, they changed it because of a serious um, incident. incident. So now they have a nurse there daily. And so maybe that's something you can also advocate for just Mm -hmm. for your school. I know it's a budget thing, and I know that's 
that has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. But really, when it comes to the health of our kids, we need somebody who is trained in the in health. Right. Yeah. With COVID, our district actually sent an email that said that they are actively looking to have a school nurse at all of the schools. Hey, so, oh, good. Yeah, well, COVID these are did positive right. things to mm-hmm. come out of this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Come out of a really crummy situation. <laughs> it's true. Our podcast is also a something a good great thing. that came out of COVID because hey! we were bored. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm actually really, really curious about this question, Wendy. Is what is sure. a common common misconception that people have about peanut allergies? So there's a couple. One is that. Everybody thinks that because you're allergic to peanuts, you're allergic to tree nuts. And that's mm -hmm. not the case. There are lots of kids that have peanut allergies and tree nut allergies. But a peanut plant doesn't come from a tree. It's kind of like a bush. Mm -hmm. Well, kind of like a blueberry, strawberry kind of plant. So they're different things and how you treat them. Is it kind of like a pineapple? You think it comes from a tree, but it actually comes from a bush? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you <laughs> Yes. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a bush. It's a bush. Mhm. Yeah. I mean, some people can have, you know, different reactions to tree nuts. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. another misconception. So, my son just has the peanut allergy. He doesn't have the tree nuts with it. So, mm-hmm. he can have tree nuts as long as they're not cross-contaminated with the peanut. Mm-hmm. Another misconception is that you can have peanut oil. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. At least my allergist has said that the peanut protein that you're allergic to is refined enough in the peanut oil to where you can have that. So we don't have issues with like Chick Fil A or you know anything yeah. that's fried. Oh, in it. that's so good because I'd be so sad. If you've listened to our podcast enough, you would know. <laughs> That Rachel likes Chick Fil A. There is an a, there is a strong addiction there. There's a strong addiction over here, and if Chick Fil A wants to sponsor us, I will send you my personal email. Um. And bring back the crispy fries. I gotta throw that in there. Wait, my friend was upset. Was your friend you? No. <laughs> Lies. It's not my imaginary <laughs> friend either. So. Wait, you have friends besides us? What is what? this? <laughs> I mean, I think I think I kept some mom friends. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just curious about what do you do, and especially like advice you would give to a mom who doesn't have a peanut-free room at schools, etc. What do you do for like birthday parties and? holiday parties at school where the teacher may not even be like oh yeah please don't send anything with nuts you know because at our school for a birthday you can send in a treat but I mean most of the time they say please no nuts so I mean you know we're always yeah it's funny because I actually looked into that too when I was looking at schools (laughs) and the school that I chose was a pretty traditional one um, and they don't do anything for birthdays So, like, they encourage you not to just because it takes time away from the classroom instruction. Mm -hmm. So, so I actually kind of liked that because it was less 
opportunities for that to be around. Sure. Yeah. I would say, so like, especially for the mom that can't Mm -hmm. choose, I would just always bring a treat, bring a couple things that your kid can have, because Mm -hmm. I don't like relying on other people to be able to like say, oh, this has it and oh, this doesn't, because my allergist said just to check labels and anything that says may contain peanuts, he can't have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anything that's on shared equipment, he can't have. But he can have things that are processed in the same facility. So so I just always check those labels. But I can't rely on other people to check the label all the time. And sometimes yeah. when they say that it's okay, then I find out that it's not okay. Because <laughs> I was there to check the label. So I just, for those parties and holidays, I just always send him with something that he can have. Yeah. Just to make sure that there is a treat there that he can have. And even if other kids have that treat with him, that's okay with me. Mm -hmm. Because then at least he feels like he's one of the normal kids. Yeah. And he's sharing something with them. So you like send something that everybody can have, but that especially he can eat. Right. And so he knows at least Uh my mom brought this treat Mm -hmm. and it's safe for me. Mm -hmm. And for parties and things like you have to be that. I mean, you need to make sure you talk to the teacher and say, hey, like, what are you going to have? What's going Mm -hmm. to be brought? Um. And so then you know at least, like, your comfort level. And I would just also say, like, make sure you're talking to that teacher so that she knows to kind of, like, watch for mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. during those parties. So, yeah. like, open communication yeah, is crucial, really it sounds like. That. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, and even, I mean, because little W, he is, you know, not allergy kid. He's old enough. And he's very articulate, too, that he could be like, is yeah. there nuts in this? You know, I, I could see him saying and that. And it's funny because he has gotten really good about asking. So mm-hmm. the older they get, the less you have to worry about it, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Because I'm, I'm out of the stage where I have to ask about every single thing, like, a little bit. A yeah. little bit better. Like, once they get to teenage age, they know what they can have. They mm-hmm. can read those labels. Um, mm-hmm. or even just like a seven-year-old <laughs> can yeah. read those labels and figure <laughs> out what, you know, and, they can and can't now we're actually pretty trained with like, like what brands are safe and what brands aren't. Mm-hmm. So but, it's a lot less reading <laughs> yeah. for us, but. Well, I can just, I can just imagine because I mean, I, I obviously have mom brain, you know, and I can't even imagine being a teacher and being over, you know, however many kids, 25 plus kids, and then having yeah. to like deal with all of the allergies. I think for me as a teacher, it would just be easier to say no peanuts. Yeah. You know, oh, if yeah. If you're going to send in something, just don't, you know. Well, but... and when they have, ple- that's why I really like those peanut free classrooms is because when they mm-hmm. have that, they mm-hmm. already know that when they have a party, they can't have peanuts in there. And so at least you have it to where... um, It's just a standard. It's just a standard, Mm -hmm. yeah. And you don't have those pure peanut products being brought in. Yeah. I'm going to be honest, now that I have a 14-year-old, it's amazing 
She remembers to check more than I do. Yeah. Like, yeah. I have bought things, and she's like, Mom, come on! I'm like, oh, yeah, whoops. So, and my child isn't as severe as W is. Mm-hmm. She has a food allergy. She just gets, like, super nauseous and vomity. With her, yeah. Hers With her allergies. Dye. Hers mm-hmm. is food dye. And so, and our biggest challenge with her was people believing us, believe it or not. So, because it, and I can see it, it does sound a little bit made up, but when you spend like three months with a child who's sick, it's it's not made up, friends. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think that would be really hard, especially for those definitely abnormal allergies. You know, I, um, I remember watching an Oprah. Why do I remember this? I don't know. It was a kid who was allergic to tomatoes. So, and that one's just a little bit more unusual. Yeah. You know? yes. And he got super aggressive. So, he had an atypical allergic reaction to tomatoes. Oh, weird. And just, yeah, especially just... those kids with like the atypical reactions, kind of like what the teenager has, you mm-hmm. know, you just are, it's, it's harder to believe, you know. It, All right, oh, let's go sure. down that Robbie, mommy rabbit hole. Okay, let's do it. And when do you feel free to chime in whenever you want because okay. this is fun. So, Sounds okay, good. I have like this love affair with Reddit, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you do. I thought it was going to be me, but it turned out to be you. Well, I'm like reading these stories and I just get like sucked in. I'm like, how do people deal with this? Basically, this story is a teacher that was talking about how they had a pizza party one day. And they had a child in their class who's gluten-free, dairy-free. She cannot have either. And so she couldn't have the pizza. She couldn't have the ice cream. Like, I think she could have, like, the soda. (laughs) You know? So anyway, so her mom sent her in with, like, this little thing that she could have. You know, because she wasn't going to be eating lunch that day because the whole entire class was having pizza, soda, and ice cream. And so her, instead of saying, no, let's not do that for everyone, she was just like, oh, I'll just send this in with my daughter and it'll be fine. But a little kid in the class got upset and offended that the little girl wasn't sharing her special treat with everybody else. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it escalated to the point where the mom came in of this little child Um, I think it was a little boy. He had already had his pizza and ice cream and was offended that he wasn't going to get her special treat as well. Did he, like, text her? How did the mom know? I guess he, like, went up to the front office and called her or something. What? That was not a reason to call home. she came in and yelled at the teacher for not making little girl with allergy share her treat. What? (laughs) Okay. Yes. And I'm like... Uh, uh, Those poor <laughs> teachers. I know. Oh, I know. That sounded like a different kind of problem. That little boy, I'm sorry, is being raised to be a little entitled. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. Wow. What a Well, what a and she teachable... was like, she wouldn't share. And I think that's like my biggest, this is Rachel getting on her soapbox right now. Do it. So, Rachel soapbox, I just have this hard time with people saying, Oh, you need to share because I don't feel like sharing is sharing. I feel like sharing is, oh, you have that thing that I want. So you need to give me a turn because I want it and you shouldn't have that turn with it. 
You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like when, yes. so I just have this hard time with this concept of sharing. I'm real okay with, well, you need to wait for your turn. It's not that's your turn okay. right now. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. That's, the, that's called responsible sharing. Oh, by yes. The way. Yes. I think there's a difference because I think it's okay to share. And I think it's like a Napoleon give me your tots scenario. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> give me well, some of those tots. Like, yes. You don't yeah. always have to. Like, and yeah. so there's a fine line between like mm-hmm. being nice and letting people steamroll over you. Like, that's. Yeah not okay Mm -hmm. either well and sharing's a choice and it's the choice of the person who gets to share it's not the choice of the person who wants it yeah oh yeah oh yeah it should be that kid's choice I mean it's one thing if they're like standing in a room full of toys and they're like these are all of my toys and my things you can't touch them that's something different or if she's eating a seven layer wedding cake all to herself. <laughs> All to herself. Yeah, I mean, it's, she just had this, like, little treat. Anyway, read it at, at, as your own caution. There is a little bit of language. But I was reading this, and I was like, who the heck would do this? It's so sad because this poor little girl is gluten-free, dairy-free. She leads a sad enough life as it is. I mean, I mean seriously. Come on. I, I worked at this preschool, and they had to have, like you know, the different options for different kids with allergens. And oh. one day we did have pizza. Uh-huh. And so the cook brought in like, you know, pizza for everybody. And then there was the girl that like had the cheese, aller- or, you know, dairy mm-hmm. allergy. Mm-hmm. And she's like, the cook was like, okay, here's this gluten-free, dairy-free pizza. And I was just oh. like, and taste-free. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> Couldn't really tell it from the cardboard. <laughs> <Came on. laughs> Oh, what a sad. And it was just so sad. It's so what a sad. teachable moment that that mom missed out on. Oh, yeah. Isn't that true? Oh, well, I and she I mean cuz the kid he had already had a special treat and then he wanted something more on top of it, you know? So I just mm-hmm. I feel so bad for this poor little girl and for the teacher and it's like Dudley Dursley. <laughs> it is a deadly Dursley moment. How yeah. many presents do I have? Well, yeah. I need one more than last year. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That wouldn't work in any of our houses. No. No. Yeah. It My child's had that moment on Christmas. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. Different episode. We'll have to bring you back because I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> so... And then there was another story of um, a parent who was a room mom. And Uh, mm -hmm. this is also on Reddit. And I just really appreciated it because as a person with an allergy, and I think if my child had an allergy, I probably would, I would handle it a little bit differently. But there was a room mom and she had to bring in a meal, like enough for you know, stuff for like this kid and she was allergic to shellfish, dairy, gluten, and peanuts. So all tree nuts. And she's like, uh, what can I give her? (laughs) You know? And so the teacher wanted her to accommodate the entire class with that allergy within that allergy spectrum. And she, like, gave her, like, this restaurant that could accommodate that. And she essentially, the teacher essentially wanted her to cater it. And I just, and she was like, I couldn't afford it. 
you know, because I'm just the room mom. It's not like I'm getting paid for this. And it was going to cost like $300 for this class party. Oh, gosh. You know? Yeah, and that's ridiculous. So she ended up just buying like a meal for that kid and then doing something else for everybody else, you know? Mm-hmm. And she was removed as the room mom. What? Oh, come it. on. I know. <laughs> Honestly, I think the teacher did her a favor. Oh, I think so, too. Yeah. I mean, as, as ridiculous as it is that she got removed, do yeah. you really want to be a room mom with it with people who are like that? Oh my gosh, over a teacher that's gonna like want like, you to, to spend three hundred bumloads of money. Party. Yeah. Oh my goodness. For these kids who are just gonna probably turn up their nose to it, and you're gonna have to throw halfway half of it uh, away anyway. What would you even have? Like, <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> So, I mean, they lead a sad enough life anyway. They may as well feel special somehow and get their own special meal, right? <laughs> I know. It's just so hard being in that position where they have something different than everybody else. Like, I get why they would mm-hmm. want them to all have the same thing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it is hard for that kid that's singled out and different. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Because they almost, like depending on the kids in the class, they can kind of get, like, teased for it. And when, mm-hmm. you know, they're in kindergarten and they don't understand why they have, like, this allergy, I can kind of understand mm-hmm. wanting something for everybody, but... They could have water at that party. You no, know, and I think it's kind of funny, too, because, like, we focus so much on, like, the food at these parties sometimes, yeah. when really do we have to have, like... All this That's food. true. Yes, just like fun true. games and things. Yeah, just and crafts. It can still be fun without like so much food. You know, you can yeah, have some true. treat, yeah. but you don't have to have like all this food. All the treats, yeah. yeah. I'm wondering if there's like a picture book or a kid's book that teachers could read to their classes to kind of help them understand why... Susie in the corner is eating a hostess cupcake and everybody else is eating. There are some sad ones that are allergist <laughs> that we read in the rating, waiting room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure there are better ones, you know, but it was just like the one that they okay. had. Yeah. So what we're saying right now, listeners, is that there is a market for this. Hey. And if you are an author, please write a non-sad allergy book that kids can read and that's enjoyable. Well, and that teachers can read to kids so that mm-hmm. they understand why Susie is all sad over there with her gluten-free, cheese-free, <laughs> nut-free And I think theory. it's so much, Sadness. like, the teacher has so much to do with, like, how the class mm. is going to perceive that kid. Yeah, it's her different. attitude really does, yeah. I think. Yeah, like, I think you're right. The teacher has so much pull over that. So it's really, if you are a teacher, just help that kid feel included as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And loved. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, I was just going to say that I think the most important thing that you can do for your kids with food allergies is just to be that advocate because people really are not going to understand unless they have a kid with that specific food allergy. Like even if their kids have a different food allergy, like they can sympathize with some stuff, but it's your job to help educate other people and to be that, that person. And it's a hard place to be, to be that mom. But yeah. you have to be that mom for your yeah. kid. 
Mm -hmm. That is perfectly said, I think. I think lots of times, especially when we're advocating for our children, we tend to think that we're that mom. And Mm -hmm. I think that's almost a fallacy, you know, because every moment when we have to advocate, we shouldn't feel bad for it. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, the, there's no reason why we should feel bad that we're like, whoa, 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 don't give my kid that because he could die. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, because I, I mean, I definitely, as a mother, I've felt like I've been that mom, you know, right. just advocating for my child. So I think we should take away that shame because I've mm-hmm. never looked at a mother and thought, whoa, she's insane as she's trying to stick up for her kid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the thing is, is no matter if your kid has an allergy or not, there are going to be times in your life where you're going to advocate for them. Oh, yeah. Because there's going to be, there's, there's just is, there's just no way around it. Your kid felt like he was bullied. He felt like something was unfair. Mm-hmm. You're going to stick up for your kid so that later on your kids can learn how to stick up for themselves. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Hey, moms. This episode has a lot of great information in it, and we didn't want to jip you of any of it. So we're going to do this in two parts. I hope you enjoy part one. Next week, we will have part two. Love to hear from you, whether it be on Instagram, Facebook, or even email. We want to know your stories, your advice, and what we could do better. Also, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and tell your friends all about us. You can also leave a review so other fantastic moms like you can find the Mom Badge Podcast. See you next week. Bye. See you next time on Mom Badge Podcast.